We have uh, Amy Oliver Cook on the line with us. She is the executive director over uh, at the Independence Institute. She's in charge of the energy policy. And uh, she really, I mean, she's one smart chick. And so, Amy, what do you see coming down the pike here for this new legislative session here in Colorado? It's going to be wild, isn't it? Well, I would think so. First, thank you for the kind words. Um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it, it'll, if you're a conservative, you have a lot to be concerned about or a free marketeer, or somebody who believes that business um, should should operate with um, less onerous regulation. I think you have a lot about which to be concerned. Uh, Democrats have control of both the House and the Senate. And in the House, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's maybe 41-24. I mean, they're pretty close to a supermajority. Yeah, veto-proof majority, and then you have a Democrat, you have a, de- a Democrat governor who's about to be sworn in or inaugurated. So, yeah, you have a, there's a lot to be concerned about. If you, uh, since thanks to our state supreme court, darn near anything is a fee now, which means the legislature can just initiate, pass, and, and make you pay a fee. I think you're going to see fees for a number of things. So new fees. And we will all know that they're taxes, but wink, wink, since the Supreme Court has told the legislature, go ahead, make it all a fee. Uh, and, has, and, and, then, and then, unfortunately, with the help of some Republicans, have shown how you can enterprise that fee and then have it completely taken out from underneath the Tabor cap. Uh, you're going to see fees for... Maybe it's a payroll assessment fee or uh, paid family leave. I'm sure you're going to see some kind of fee for so they can do health care for all. Uh, they'll do some probably some kind of a fee to pay for K-12. You're also going to see attempts to make um, to tie Colorado, not just to or tie Colorado to California, not just for air emissions, but also for things like the Electoral College. We will no longer be independent of other states when it comes to our electors. They put us into a national popular vote compact. You're going to see additional regulations on oil and gas. Now, whether or not all of that stuff gets passed and makes it to Governor Polis's desk is, has yet to be seen. The conventional wisdom is the House will pass some of this crazy stuff. It'll go to the um, to the Senate to be amended before it goes to the governor's desk. But there are a couple of things to watch, Molly. Number one is that the president of the Senate. Oh, it, by the way, we should mention he's a man. So after this whole Me Too thing. What is so interesting is that the Democrats in the state Senate, which love to tout their diversity and say, we have uh, the first female majority in the state Senate, the Democrats do, yet it's okay for them to elect men to the president and the majority leader, which I think is kind of interesting that with, with all of this hype that when women lead and we're champions of women, they elected men to positions of, of leadership in the state Senate, and that's just sort of a sidebar. But 
one of the things you should watch is that uh, is that in this session, Leroy Garcia, who is the president of the Senate, is from Pueblo. Pueblo voted for President Trump. And so he comes from a different kind of constituency. He actually uh, actually benefited in some ways from the recall. If you remember, it right. was a Pueblo mm-hmm. Democrat who was recalled, Angela Heron. George Rivera took her place in the recall. Leroy then uh, beat George Rivera. So Leroy has really benefited from that. It's a heavily Democrat county, but it's a blue-collar county. I mean, those are, those are, those are Trump Democrats. So gun control bills, things like that, Leroy Garcia is going to have to decide – is he going to vote against his constituents, his county, or is he going to vote against his caucus? So I think that's something to watch. Watch Rachel Zenzinger in um, in Jefferson County. Remember, Rachel Zenzinger mm-hmm. beat Laura Woods, and Laura Woods took Evie Hudak's place. Right. Evie Hudak stepped down because of the gun thing, uh, because of the gun bill. Um, so, and she's up for re-election in two years. And she's all over this big transportation stuff, if I remember right. Um, Um, You you know why we don't have transportation? You know why we we don't? It's because of Rachel Zenzinger and the Denver Metro Chamber. Rachel Zenzinger, Senate Bill 1 could have been on the ballot in 2018. Could have been. But the Denver Metro Chamber, along with Rachel Zenzinger, wanted to give the Denver Metro Chamber a chance to pass a massive tax increase, which, of course, got destroyed at the ballot box. The reason we don't have roads and bridges right now is Rachel Zenzinger. And, well, it's because she doesn't want roads and bridges. These no. elites want everybody in uh, in all of this mass transportation. When I drove over to the station this morning, Amy, I got my I, I have a physical uh, this morning, and I'd like to get my blood pressure down a little bit. But I could see that that the blood pressure was going up because I drove by on on the uh, the south line there, uh, you know, right near the tech center. There was a four, I think it was four car train. And I didn't see anybody on it. And then when I came, oh and then when I came over on over on two twenty five, uh, the trains didn't have anybody on it. And yet the the elites want to put all of us working people. I I can't get over here in the morning on a train. I need my car. I like the safety of my car. But by gosh, I see something coming down the pike. They're going to continue to try to force us. But that was a big big success to uh, to stop uh, 110, which that was that massive sales, state sales tax increase that hurts everyday, hardworking American people. We only have about a minute, Amy, but I think that there could be some positives on this because I think deep down that the Coloradoans really are that rugged, independent Western spirit. And now that the veil is going to be off on what this agenda is, both in the, the national um, level with the uh, Caracas caucus, and we've got our own Caracas caucus here. I think that we have great opportunity, but we're going to have to roll up our sleeves and work. And what you guys are doing over at the Independence Institute, I mean, you've been at the forefront constantly on all of these big issues. Well, thank you. Appreciate those kind words. Our, our big agenda, for sure, this, this legislative session, I mean, there'll be a whole bunch of shiny objects that distract us. But those of us who care and 
appreciate our taxpayers' bill of rights and our state flat tax, two of the single most important policies we have in the state, that's that's those are the two most important things right now to us that we need to protect. There are a whole bunch of other things. There's guns. There's energy development. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. But we've got to stand strong and make sure that we can keep a cap on the size and scope of government with our flat tax and our taxpayers' bill of rights. That's what we'll be watching for sure. Well, that's for sure. And uh, as uh, another famous redhead said, Maggie Thatcher, she said that uh, you can't have political freedom if you don't have economic freedom. So making sure that Tabor is honored and we keep that flat flat tax is really important. So, Amy, thanks so much. Keep up the good work over there at the Independence Institute. We'll talk to you soon. 